Welcome to today's episode of Fly's Podcast. I'm Jonathan and I have Elizabeth here with me today to host today's podcast. We are very fortunate to have Dr. Jurita on board with us to discuss the issue of youth unemployment in Malaysia. Dr. Jurita is currently a research fellow under the ETRI division of Institute of Strategic and International Studies Malaysia. Dr. Jurita also holds a PhD from Waseda University, Japan, and has exceptional experience in the field of international trade, policy analysis, and economics. So let me dive straight into today's topic of discussion. Youth unemployment or youth unemployment rate is classified as the number of unemployed 15 to 24 years old who currently don't have a job or is actively looking for one, expressed as a percentage of the youth labor force. It has been you know, a concerning issue over the years. And so today we'll be talking about this. So first question going out to Dr. Jurita. The youth unemployment rate has risen by 1.3% since May 2020, which is higher than other age groups. We've also seen similar trends during previous recessions during 2008 to the 2008 financial crisis or any other recessions, where the youth unemployment rate rose faster than the overall rate. What are the possible factors that could contribute to this? Um, so this is a very timely question. So there are two main factors contributing to the relatively elevated level of youth unemployment in Malaysia. So you can see it as supply side factors and also labor demand factors. So in addition to other miscellaneous factors relating to information um, asymmetries, matching failures, and also intra-country labor mobility. So let's take a look at the supply side factors. So most youths are first-time labor market entrants and have yet to build the information and also social networks and the human capital they need to boost their employment uh, prospects. So there is also a sense that education and tra training or lack thereof has not provided young job seekers with the necessary soft and technical skills they need. So um, by um, a survey was conducted um, a few years ago, whereby um, World Bank and also Talent Corp found that 90% of the companies surveyed thought that job seekers needed more industrial training, um, while 81% of the companies reported that there was a lack of communication skills and this was a major problem. Another 80% um, responded that university curricula are not reflective of the current realities in Malaysia. So on aggregate, a large proportion of Malaysian youth, especially in the lower income areas, continue to have low level of um, education and skills. So when we look at the demand side factors, we can see that youth unemployment rates are very sensitive to the level of aggregate demand and thus the pace of economic growth and economy. In, uh, in our economy. So um, when we look at the 2008 global financial crisis, youth unemployment increased faster um, than the total um, unemployment rate. So youth unemployment rates are usually the first to increase when you see that there is an aggregate demand um, 
uh, in an economy um, that is cooling down. Um, additionally, potential mismatches between the demand and the supply side of the labor market have also contributed to higher unemployment rates. And this again is especially true for the new labor market entrants like the youth. So um, the jobs added data suggests that the pace of skilled job creation is still very slow annually. So here we see that more semi-skilled jobs than skilled jobs are created on average. So overall, the labor market is currently still demanding a relatively low proportion of skilled jobs, though this is changing with the amount of skilled jobs gradually and steadily inching upwards, um, while the amount of low-skilled jobs has continued to decline in the past few years. Thank you so much for that answer, Dr. Jurita. It was very insightful. Moving on, I would like to ask you, what are the long-term implications for the labour market if youth unemployment rate keeps increasing? So in a nutshell, it is very costly for businesses to hire older and more senior employees. But if youth um, uh, continue to be sidelined, this will affect a sector's productivity if it is labor intensive. More importantly, it could lead to a generation of poverty and also underemployment. Uh, without new blood in the labor market, progress cannot be sustainable and ideas and innovations will be static. So this can be very costly to us, especially when we are trying to prepare to participate in the fourth IR revolution. Thank you so much, Dr. Jirita. Um, that's really wonderful insights. And as an economic student self, I resonate a lot uh, with what you just said. Um, and I think this question would be particularly uh, interesting for you. How effective do you think our government policies are towards mitigating the issue of youth unemployment? Um, can you specifically talk about your opinion on the existing technical and vocational education and training program, TVET? Do you say it's uh, deemed redundant, effect, uh, ineffective, or uh, there should be room, uh, room of uh, improvement? Well, to put it in, in, a, it in a nutshell, there needs to be a deep reform in our education system. So the unemployment issue among the youth will not be solved with just more job availability. Um, the fundamental issue here is about the right jobs. The right jobs need to be um, supplied or need to be created um, for the youth. So for the last few years, again, we saw that semi-skilled and also low-skilled jobs were more available than skilled jobs in Malaysia. So this has actually led to underemployment among our youth and workers in Malaysia in general. So the quality of our graduates and also the skills that they are equipped with upon graduation may be from universities or colleges or from vocational centers um, needs to be um, of a good quality so that they're more employable to our industries, which should be shifting to more automation and digitalized uh, form in the future. So um, as I mentioned before, um, there is uh, a lot lacking in our um, graduates when it comes to um, the working environment. But again, this is where um, a deep reform is very much needed um, so that we can weed out um, um, programs that are of low quality and um, 
this way we can um, weed out uh, those programs that are redundant and um, of low quality. Yeah, thank you. I see. That's, that's interesting to know. I think we have one more question for you. How could we ensure that youths nowadays have better soft skills or technical skills to equip them for a competitive job market? What policies would you personally introduce from the perspective if you are the government or you are the university? Yeah, what policies would you introduce? So we found that in our, uh, in our policy brief or in our article um, produced this year on uh, youth unemployment, uh, increasing private sector cooperation in apprenticeship training and internships is vital to improve the situation that we are in. So additionally, firms can contribute by improving integration with the local labor market by offering more internship programs, increasing collaboration with colleges, universities, and also career centers. Um, furthermore, firms can increase the level of on-the-job training for fresh grads in the initial year of employment to overcome the issue of um, skill mismatch. This is again not a new um, phenomenon. This has worked very well in Japan as workers in most of the industries are reskilled in the first year of their employment to cater to the demands of the industry. So another way of um, uh, the government to improve the situation that we're in is actually to improve the quality and the enrollment on TVET for youth. Um, this again should be prioritized. Um, for youth in particular, research suggests that increasing the quality and also the access to vocational training is linked to lower rates of youth unemployment. So again, this is not just particular to Malaysia's um, environment, but again, this is an international um, finding. So currently, TVET enrollment in Malaysia is low compared to our regional peers. So again, there is a lot of room for improvement on the quality and also um, when the quality of the program is upgraded, then this can change the negative mindset and biases um, towards um, TVET graduates. Um, to improve uh, the quality of the TVET programs, uh, what I mentioned before uh, still holds true. Uh, true. Uh, streamlining is needed and we have to ensure that rigorous monitoring is done. Uh, both the government and also the private sector, um, they need to play a role in upskilling and reskilling workers in Malaysia. So today, there are numerous of TVET programs um, provided by seven different ministries at all level of um, education, um, maybe at certificate, diploma, or even degree levels. So this creates an issue of overlapping and redundancies, um, which I've mentioned before. So if we make these programs into fewer uh, flagship programs, along with having rigorous, measurable monitoring and evaluation mechanisms, it can really help in removing lower performing programs and improving program administrative capacity. So again, I would like to highlight that to make um, our youth again uh, today to be better equipped, uh, our 
TVET programs need to be um, upgraded. And with this, um, it doesn't necessarily mean more money needs to be channeled to it, but the fundamental issue is on restructuring and restructuring does not necessarily need a huge amount of allocation for this to be uh, realized. Okay, okay. I think we got the message that TVET, there's a lot of room for improvement for TVET. And what do you think about when it comes to um, a lot of young people these days that they don't choose the option for TVET. Instead, they choose other options of upskilling themselves. What do you think about that alternative? Um, for now, there again, when uh, there's high youth unemployment, especially among the graduates, I always feel that um, this is a great time for all of us to um, upskill ourselves. So if TVET is not attractive for the youth, then any form of programs, any form of um, 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 syllabus uh, to upgrade oneself is very much uh, needed here. But uh, for those um, programs, I feel that the cost of being enrolled in it is quite high. So this is where um, our nationally developed TVET is very important to give access to education, to give access to um, um, graduates to upskill themselves because now in the time of pandemic, not everyone um, ha has the privilege of um, uh, allocating too much money on education right now. So again, quality is important. Uh, accessibility is also very important. Thank you so much, Dr. Jueta. Um, on that note, we'll be wrapping up today's episode. But before that, I will summarize some key areas that we have covered. So firstly, we discussed about the factors that contribute to the unemployment scenario in Malaysia right now. We have discussed about the supply and demand gap. A lot of youth this day, it's their first time entering the job market. So they may lack skills, they may lack training to handle on the job demands for their work. Besides, uni curriculum is also a little bit irrelevant these days. And secondly, we also discuss about the long-term implications for unemployment. It is costly for businesses to keep hiring laborers. And if the unemployment scene keeps going on, it may result in a generation of poverty. There may be no progress in the economy. And this is um, especially costly for the economy of the country because uh, right now, all the countries are trying to participate in the IR4 especially. Thirdly, we also discuss about the relevance of TVET. And we also learn that it's not just having more jobs, but the right jobs that have to be created these days. Because more and more companies are shifting to automation and digitalization. So it is important for us to keep ourselves up to date, keeping ourselves upskilled to con consistently be able to uh, be competitive in this job market. So finally, we also discussed a few policies that we can um, use to improve the job employment. For example, more opportunities for internships and having collaboration with universities and companies and also to have on-the-job training for uh, employees, not just new employees, but also employees um, in the uh, of older ages so that they are able to learn quickly and be more efficient in their work. 
Uh, we also discussed about the quality and accessibility of PWET, and we also learned that there is quite a distance to go before we reach the ideal level that we aim for. On that note, thank you so much, Dr. Juita, for taking your time to share your insights with us. And thank you to all our audiences for tuning in today. Do follow our updates on social media and don't forget to catch the next episode. And this has been Fly Podcasts.